Hello, Convention of State podcast listeners. Normally, we reserve this channel for audio versions of our live broadcast, COS Live and the Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. But as a bonus, we like to occasionally release some historic legacy audio for your enjoyment. Hosted in Colonial Williamsburg in September 2016, this event featured commissioners from all 50 states to perform a test run of an Article 5 convention, the largest experiment of its kind. The simulation proved that this process really will work just as the constitutional framers knew it would. Over a period of two days, the commissioners ultimately debated eight proposals and passed six of them. This is part four of the general session of the COS simulation. Commissioner from Connecticut. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, A few of the uh, previous speakers uh, mentioned the people and uh, this is my, uh, the source of my opposition to this uh, proposal, and that is that it negates the will of the people in elections. Uh, there are already term limits. It is called election day, and each elected representative on a state or federal level has to win that election to continue their service. Uh, I think the desire for term limits stems from the concern that some people have been in office for a very, very long time that we disagree with. Um, The fact that we disagree with them is not necessarily uh, the reason for their uh, required removal. Uh, I think that uh, certainly some people do agree with them, otherwise they would not be getting reelected. The answer to this problem is simply to work hard to uh, change the hearts and minds of the people in those districts to replace those folks, not to create an artificial uh, solution in the form of term limits. And I'll be voting no, Mr. President. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner from Maryland. Thank you, Mr. President. I rise in opposition to this amendment. Um, I support term limits, but I think that this is an issue that divides us. This would jeopardize the ratification of the overall effort. And this is something we could do on our next effort. Uh, once we get the fiscal restraints passed, we could then take up term limits. For that reason, I would oppose this. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner from Virginia, and then I'll go from Virginia, New York, Washington. Commissioner from Virginia is recognized. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I, uh, the Virginia delegation is uh, sympathetic to the objective of this amendment, but I also am, uh, understand some of the objections about uh, the unintended consequence of ceding authority to unelected staff, unelected lobbyists, unelected people in the executive branch. And so I'm wondering if a a better balance might be achieved if we uh, amended this resolution in the first line from six to nine, and in the third line from two to three. That would mean 18 years for members of the House and members of the Senate. And uh, I so move that amendment. The motion is to amend proposal one on line one from six full terms to nine full terms and from two full terms to three full terms in the Senate. Is that correct? That's correct. Thank you. Motion is to amend as stated. Do I hear a second to the motion? Motion is seconded from the commissioner from Arkansas. Discussion to the motion to amend. If you are standing to speak, it is to the motion to amend. Um, Let me go to North Carolina, then Oklahoma, then Texas. 
North Carolina. This is to the motion to amend. Thank you, Mr. President. I would be against this motion to amend. Um, I don't want to go back and explain to people that we passed term limits for Congress and now you can only serve for 36 years. Um, I think if we're going to do it, it should be something meaningful, and I hope that we will defeat this uh, um, amendment. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner from Oklahoma. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, yes, I make that same point. 36 years. I've been in four years. If you want to live in, a, in the capital in your state or in Washington, D.C. for 36 years, you're probably not the person we want there. So I think a limited amount of time, I think the original proposal is a thought out well thought out time time allowed for people to be there i think that's well long enough if you want to live longer than there maybe find a different country to live in i'm reminded that uh, we're exceeding our bandwidth if you're not speaking if you would please have your mic turned off that's probably good practice in any event but uh, if you're not speaking have your mics turned off i'm going to go to texas then oregon then tennessee Commissioner from Texas. I rise, I rise in opposition to the amendment. Um, the term limits amendment isn't designed to uh, deprive people of their, their democratic right to vote for or against the candidate of their choice. Congress itself has protected incumbents through finance legislation and through restricting the political activities of the people. Um, as a result, we have a congressman who's walked on the House floor before man walked on the moon. Um, so we can make it nine full terms in the House. We could make it 26 full terms in the House so the gentleman from Michigan can run one more time. But it isn't going to be effective. What people want to see is an amendment that prevents Congress from protecting itself. Now, term limits on a state level where we're closer to the people um, might be benefit. You might have an argument that the people uh, truly have a choice of their local representatives because they can walk house to house, speak to their, the people they represent, uh, and the people know their representatives. But on a congressional level, the districts are too big and there's too much money. That's why term limits are so popular. And we can't have a convention like this with a group of elected officials defeating a term limits amendment to protect themselves. So I rise in opposition to the amendment and in favor of the question. Thank you, Commissioner. Let me go to the Commissioner from Oregon, and then we'll go to Tennessee. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Members, I rise in opposition as well to this amendment. Uh, I caution the body as a whole. In committee, this topic took four hours to come up with these numbers. And to my fellow committee members, I apologize for my redundancy because I asked this question two times and I'll ask it again. Whether it's nine full terms as the proposed amendment or it's six full terms, what is the problem you're trying to get at? And does a term limit of any nature, of any time frame, reduce the power and the reach of the federal government? That is the question that you have to ask. If it does not, as the arguments that are made by those that are restricted with term limits in their states, that the power goes to the bureaucracy. Fair argument. By throwing out people that have experience that are good people, that are representing their people, is that a good thing? You have to answer that question in supporting this or opposing this. Statistically, 
a member of Congress serves on average nine years, currently. A member of the U.S. Senate serves 13 on average. Now, I don't understand that average. I get that. But that is the average. The career politician that we speak of isn't there anymore. Ask the good senator from Oklahoma. Ask the good senator from Kentucky. Ask the good senator from Florida. They don't want to be there. So are we putting symbolism over substance? The question is not, in my opinion, humble opinion, a number. It's what does it achieve? And does this proposal, or any proposal, shrink the reach of the federal government? And if it does not, it's probably not even germane to this convention. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Tennessee would call a question on the motion to amend. Is that Tennessee? Is that Mr. President? I move previous question. Okay. So the motion is to call a question on the motion to amend. Uh, chairs of your delegation, to the motion to amend, please say to call the question on the motion to amend. Please say aye. Aye. Opposed to calling the question, please say nay. nay. I'm going to rule that that. Passes. I'm going to place the, motion, place the vote on the motion to amend. To be clear, this is a vote whether or not to amend from six to nine full terms in the House, from two to three full terms in the Senate. All in favor of the motion to amend, chairs of your delegations, please say aye. Aye. Opposed, please say nay. Nay. I'm going to rule that that fails. <laughs> that motion fails. Let's go back to the underlying motion. Uh, gentleman from West Virginia, do you want to speak to the underlying motion? Yes, Mr. President, thank you. Um, Commissioner from West Virginia is recognized. Robert Carnes, West Virginia. I guess I haven't done that before. But. I, I rise in opposition to Commissioner, could, to you, the, could uh, you raise your microphone, please? I rise in opposition to the underlying proposal. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Some we've already heard from from other members around the body, but I, I would just submit to you that uh, Oklahoma has term limits, as I understand it, and Oklahoma is still Oklahoma. Uh, California has term limits, and you know what? It didn't fix California, not one little bit, in all due deference to the uh, commissioner from California. Uh, what, what this does, especially in the particular way that it's written, and I think we all know it because we're all legislators, this empowers the bureaucracy, it empowers the lobbyists, because we don't term limit the bureaucracy, we don't term limit lobbyists, they get to stay there, they get to understand the game, they get to run the game, and what this is going to do is allow them to have even more power to do that, because they know that whenever they have someone who is pushing uh, for something that the people of a particular uh, state or, or the nation in this case want, all they have to do is outlast them. And, and I think I've heard from people who are from term limited states that that's exactly what they've been told by lobbyists and exactly what they've been told by members of the bureaucracy is that, guess what, in a couple of years you won't be here, but I'll still be here. This is going to empower those folks. Now, I am a term limits guy, but the problem with this is, is the absolute nature of it. And so, uh, first, it needs to, if we're going to actually do a term limit, it should be a window, a, a time where you have to sit out for a period, because the real question that we have with these long-serving uh, members of Congress is that they have the power of incumbency. 
And the power of incumbency means a 90-plus percent re-election rate whenever they run for re-election. If they were simply forced to sit out for even a term or two, it would break up that power of incumbency while still allowing the best of the best to come back and bring their institutional experience back to the table, which I think is something that's very important. So I can't support this particular term limits resolution because it doesn't contain that important uh, ability to retain that institutional knowledge. Instead, it just throws them all out at the same time and empowers the bureaucracy, empowers the lobbyists, and disempowers the people's representatives in Congress. Thank, Thank you. Commissioner. Recognize the commissioner from Florida. Thank you, uh, Mr. President, and uh, I will tell you freely, this is, I believe, the most important amendment we could consider here in this process. I think it is the most likely amendment that a uh, actual convention will ever be able to adopt, and I will outline uh, both my reasons of proponents for the proposal and why it would be the one most likely to be adopted. I, I always find it uh, humorous that people say uh, lobbyists are empowered uh, by term limits. They seem to be the group that most often complains about term limits uh, because they lose the influence that they have bought and uh, accrued over the years with members who are now leaving. Uh, they are consistently uh, the ones who complain the most. With the bureaucracy, that is to your speaker and your president. We have a tradition of term limits now in Florida going back more than 20 years, and I can name uh, by individual the members of the staff that have been dismissed as we prepare to enter this next session uh, because they were acting inappropriately over the last two years. That is on your leadership to dismiss the people who are acting inappropriately and beyond their commission. Uh, we worry about balance of powers. Uh, although this is, I think, rarely mentioned, the president has a term limit. George Washington set a great example by retiring after two terms, but that branch is at a distinct disadvantage to the other two branches. I think a part of the problem with the way in which Congress behaves today is that they not only ignore us, but they ignore a president in their final term, knowing full well that there is no threat the president can bring, particularly in those last two years. Uh, Congress, particularly the House, uh, has grown out of proportion. Now there, I don't know of a great solution uh, yet to this question, uh, but you'll recall that when the convention came together that proposed what ultimately became the Bill of Rights actually sent out 12 amendments. Uh, the 11th of those we adopted uh, about 25 years ago, which limits uh, the way in which the Congress can compensate itself. The 12th was to set the size of districts to an appropriate level uh, so that representation was actually real. Uh, I don't think any of us would submit that representation of 600,000 plus people by a member of the House is in any way constructive. I also don't know how we solve the problem that making it constructive would mean a House of maybe 2,000 members. Uh, when you look at uh, the proposals we're considering today and the ones that have been discussed in the committee, demonstrably term limits have the support of the people. Uh, somewhere in the nature of 80% nationwide if you average the support, and it's been adopted in many of the states. I think as we think about the amendments that we should put forward for an actual convention to be ratified, we should take the example of those reforms which have been adopted within our states and have been done so effectively. Uh, lastly, uh, Mr. Brockaway from Georgia has encouraged me to share a story uh, that I uh, added to our discussion in our subcommittee yesterday. It's the uh, difference between dogs and cats. That's one I heard when I first got elected. 
Uh, a dog wakes up each day and looks at the owner, watches the owner pour its food, uh, shower love upon it, and the dog thinks to himself, my owner must be a god with all the power that he exercises. The cat wakes in the morning, looks at the owner, filling the food bowl, uh, showering love upon him, and thinks to himself, I must be a god for how this owner treats me. And the uh, important fact is to remember that many of us enter the legislative process as dogs, and we must be sure not to leave as cats. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Commissioner. I'm going to recognize the uh, Commissioner from Washington, and then we'll go to Rhode Island, then Alabama. Thank you, Mr. President. Skylar Rude from Washington State. Um, I would just like to talk a little bit about our state. Uh, the first legislative power um, protected in our state constitution is the power of the initiative, um, an example of direct democracy, which we value in our state. Um, I'm opposing this amendment. I believe uh, this would, to echo the words of the gentleman from Connecticut, uh, take away choice from the voters, which I think would very, be very inappropriate um, to question the judgment on a national scale, to question the judgment of the constituents of a specific um, congressional district or state. The only reason this is being uh, proposed is to negate the will of the voters. Um, so I'm a no. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, as, you, as you notice, we have a number of people that want to speak to this. If you can uh, keep your comments concise as possible. Um, I'm going to come to Alabama, and then we'll, oh, I'm sorry, Rhode Island, then Alabama, and then we'll go to Louisiana. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, to preclude the possibility of gubernatorial appointments, I would uh, like to amend this to no person shall serve more than six full terms or and so we just wanted to break in here briefly for a moment as this debate on term limits is going on. I think this is one of the most contentious and interesting debates of the convention. We saw this in the committee hearing. But I also wanted to point out over to my left over here, there is an off-floor caucus taking place. And, and these are actually taking place with relative regularity around the room. So looking to my left, what we have is we have Senator Coburn over here, and he's caucusing with the Oklahoma delegation. There's also a delegate from Michigan over there. And what they are discussing is term limits, something Senator Coburn is deeply interested in. He's an expert on the subject. And so what I, I just wanted you folks to see is that's going on all over the room at different points here during the convention. You have various members of various delegations get up and caucus together, not just within their states, but across state lines. So that's the kind of wisdom that's being exchanged here. It really adds to the floor debate. I just want you to know that that is pretty much going on constantly. So we're going to take that back to the front of the room now. Mr. President, we spent a good deal of time in committee discussing that. The concern with serve, which was the original proposal, was that it would not handle uh, the instance of uh, members of Congress that are appointed midterm to fill a vacancy. Uh, you could have a senator, for example, serve two years of the prior term and then effectively be allowed only one term to be elected. Uh, we did not want to truncate it that much, and the change from serve to elected accomplished that purpose. Thank you from the discussion of the committee. Uh, Commissioner from Arizona, then we'll go to Missouri. This is to the motion to amend. To the motion to amend, the Commissioner from Missouri. 
Mr. President, I was seeking recognition to speak uh, earlier on the underlying motion. I wish not to speak I'll on the I'll come amendment. back to you then. Again, to the motion to amend. Anyone else that wishes to speak to the motion to amend? Commissioner from Wyoming. Call the question. We'll call the question on the motion to amend from elected to serve. Do I have a second to, I have a second from Georgia. We place the motion uh, to call the question. Uh, chairs of your delegations, in favor of calling the question, please say aye. aye. Opposed, say nay. I'm going to rule that that sleepily passes. <laughs> I place the motion. Uh, in favor, this is in favor of amending. Chairs of your delegations, please say aye. Opposed to the motion to amend, please say nay. I'm going to rule that that fails. We are back to the underlying motion now. We'll come back to the gentleman from Alabama, then Louisiana, then Missouri. Thank you, Mr. President. We are here to limit government. We are not here to limit the people. And the people of the great state of Alabama have seen fit to send two terrific United States senators to Washington, one elected in 1986 and one elected in, in 1996. And by doing this, by, by enacting term limits, we're not going to limit government. We're going to limit the will of the people of my state and yours to send our members to, to Congress for as long as we seem fit. And I would like to warn the smallest states that seniority has always been to the benefit of our states. Please keep those, those things in mind before we vote on this. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Commissioner. We'll go to uh, Louisiana and then uh, Arizona. Then I'm going to come over to Colorado. Mr. Chair. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I have? I'll come back to you after that from Missouri. I had you on the list. Yes, Louisiana, Arizona, Missouri. Then we'll come over. Mr. Chair, I'd call the question. Motion is to call the question on the underlying proposal. Do I hear a second? Second. Second to call the question. In favor of calling and calling the question on this proposal, chairs of your delegations, please say aye. Aye. Opposed, say nay. Nay. I'm going to rule that that passes. The, uh, the question has been called on the underlying motion to adopt proposal one. Um, let me go, Mr. Secretary. Oh, let me place the motion. We did that already. We're now in the underlying motion. Mr. Secretary, roll call vote. If the delegation oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. To the uh, Vice Chair Hayes from the committee, summation on the, uh, the motion. Thank you, Mr. President. And members, you've heard the discussion. We could beat this horse to death for the next three hours. And, um, and I think that would be cruel and unusual. So we should not do that. Uh, brevity is rewarded. Thank you for being here. Yes, uh, Mr. Secretary, please call the vote. Alabama. Alabama votes no. Alabama votes no. Alaska. Alaska votes no. Alaska votes no. Arizona. Arizona votes no. Arizona votes no. Arkansas. Arkansas votes yes. California. No. California votes no. Colorado. Aye. I'm sorry? Yes. Colorado votes yes. 
Connecticut. Connecticut votes no. Connecticut votes no. Delaware. Delaware votes yes. Delaware votes yes. Florida. Yes. Florida votes yes. Georgia. Georgia votes aye. Georgia votes yes. Hawaii. Abstain. Hawaii abstains. Idaho. Yes. Idaho votes yes. Illinois. Yes. Illinois votes yes. Indiana. Indiana votes yes. Iowa. Iowa abstains. Iowa abstains. Kansas. Kansas votes yes. Kansas votes yes. Kentucky. Kentucky votes no. Louisiana. Yes. Louisiana votes yes. Maine. Maine votes no. Maine votes no. Maryland. Maryland votes no. Maryland votes no. Massachusetts. Massachusetts votes yes. Massachusetts votes yes. Michigan. Michigan votes yes. Michigan votes yes. Minnesota. Yes. Minnesota votes yes. Mississippi. Mississippi votes yes. Mississippi votes yes. Missouri. Missouri votes yes. Missouri votes yes. Montana. Yes. Montana votes yes. Nebraska. Nebraska votes yes. Nebraska votes yes. Nevada. Nevada votes yes. Nevada votes yes. New Hampshire. New Hampshire votes no. New Hampshire votes no. New Jersey. New Jersey votes yes. New Mexico. New Mexico votes yes. New Mexico votes yes. New York. New York votes yes. New York votes yes. North Carolina. North Carolina votes yes. North Carolina votes yes. North Dakota. North Dakota votes yes. North Dakota votes yes. Ohio. Votes no. Ohio votes no. Oklahoma. Oklahoma votes yes. Oklahoma votes yes. Oregon. Oregon's delegation is divided. We abstain. Oregon abstains. Pennsylvania. Yes. Pennsylvania votes yes. Rhode Island. Yes. Rhode Island votes yes. South Carolina. Yes. South Carolina votes yes. South Dakota. South Dakota votes yes. South Dakota votes yes. Tennessee. Tennessee votes yes. Texas. Texas votes yes. Utah. Utah votes yes. Vermont. Vermont's been advised by their delegation to vote enthusiastically yes. <laughs> Vermont enthusiastically votes yes. Virginia. Virginia votes yes. Washington. Washington votes no. West Virginia. West Virginia votes no. Wisconsin. Wisconsin votes yes. Wyoming. Wyoming votes yes. Mr. President, there are 35 yes, 12 no, and three abstentions. We'll rule that proposal number one from the uh, Term Limits Committee passes. Uh, with that in the order that we've uh, laid out, we're going to go to proposal two from the Term Limits Committee and then work our way backwards. So we are now back to uh, the Term Limits Committee to the Chair, uh, Chair Wilkins. Mr. President, I yield to the page of the resolution. Uh, maker of this resolution is uh, the commissioner from Oklahoma. Uh, commissioner from Oklahoma is recognized. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, the concern about the expanding power of the United States Supreme Court through an unchallenged authority it has claimed for itself is well documented. So. I won't elaborate on that and instead move directly to the proposal before you, which provides a check on the United States Supreme Court. It's pretty straightforward. You have the words in front of you. Uh, any decision by the Supreme Court may be vacated by a resolution passed by 
the legislatures of three-fifths of the several states or by two-thirds of both houses of Congress. No state legislative resolution older than five years will be counted to aggregate the necessary number, which simply means if your resolution is older than five years, you need to revisit that to, to make it count. Uh, section 2, a decision that is vacated within six months of the date of the entry of the judgment shall result in a vacation of the judgment itself. If it's, if it's longer than that uh, and is vacated, it, shall, it won't disturb the judgment as between the named parties, but it won't have the effect of becoming law if you want to look at it that way. The congressional override is not subject to a presidential veto and not subject to litigation or review or any federal, uh, in any federal or state court. The state's override shall not be the subject of litigation or review in any federal or state court or oversight or interference by Congress or the president. Let me say that those last two sections uh, got some discussion uh, and, and there is a, an opinion they may not be necessary to this amendment. Um, uh, we left them in, the thought being, uh, when people vote on this, uh, we need clarity. Um, as you know, very smart people produced by our law schools uh, often find ways to read intent that isn't there. Um, that said, I will move on to uh, invite any of the committee members uh, to help me clarify anything I may have misstated or omitted. I also understand there may be an amendment. Either way, I yield to questions. Okay, the motion then is to move proposal two of the term limits committee. Do I have a second? Second, Michigan. Second to the motion from Michigan. Uh, discussion to the motion. I recognize the gentleman from Oregon. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I've got an amendment at the desk I'd like to offer. That's in order. We have a motion to amend. Is that text uh, available to us, Mr. Secretary? Which amendment is this? So the motion reads, uh, deleting the phrase, or by two-thirds of both houses of Congress, so that section one, if amended, would read, any decision of the Supreme Court may be vacated by a resolution passed by the legislatures of three-fifths of the several states. No legislative resolution older than five years shall be counted to aggregate the necessary number. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.